0: This is a new voice for a new Scotland. Morning, well, folks. Right, let's get to Monday and we'll get this thing fired underway. Okay, Monday. Monday, the 7th of December in Scotland, started on the Brexit talks and speculation over the change in the coronavirus tiered restrictions here in Scotland and the rollout of the vaccine, as we're all aware. Alright, Monday Brexit talks were still buggered, stalled, getting nowhere. Alright. Bojo spoke to yeah, Von der Leyen at the weekend and they decided they were going to continue talking and uh, take another assessment of where they were on Wednesday. OK, so the talks went on, but they're no gone bloody anywhere. Right, Monday, back here in Scotland, focus is back on the COVID-19 pandemic with the First Minister announcing that all 11 local uh, authorities in Tier 4 lockdown would leave Tier 4 as scheduled on the 11th of December. The reassurance came because Jean Freeman, the health minister, on Sunday had speculated that no other councils in Level 4 would drop down. The First Minister kiboshed that on Monday and said, aye, they would. They would all drop down. Okay, Monday, First Minister's daily briefing on public health. The First Minister's bombarded by the press for her thoughts on the Brexit saga. Now, as I say, the First Minister normally avoids politics during these things. No, this time. She let rap. She tell Bojo, get a bloody grip. And that's the terms that she used. Get a bloody gap. Not the most diplomatic of language, which we're used to hearing for the First Minister, but it had to be bloody well said. Okay. Monday, former Lord Advocate for Scotland, Dame Elish Angelina, appeared before the Police and Justice Committee to discuss her 490-page review into policing in Scotland. Dame Elish highlighted a culture of discrimination and the force. The discrimination was against Blacks, Asians, LGBT officers, as well as sex discrimination against women. Alright, the QC stated it wasn't overt, but it was a a canteen culture of discrimination. What struck me about that was, uh, when we were talking about um, Black and Asian minorities in our nation, out of the 17,000 police officers, only 273 of them are of Asian and Black minority origins. Now, In the discussion on Monday, it was pointed out that most of these people want to be lawyers and doctors, and that's just a stereotype. We don't like when we're stereotyped as drunk jocks. But anyway, I believe that our ethnic communities would love to be involved in policing, so there must be something wrong, and maybe Dame Ellis Angelina has pointed it out. Okay, Monday, back down the road, Bojo the Clown has another phone call with the EU Commission President, and it's announced that Bojo is to go to Brussels to try and get the negotiations back on track, right? Monday, Michael Barnier set a deadline of Wednesday to strike a deal Or the EU will walk away from the talks Flipping it on Bojo Bojo's been the one that's been given that We're going to walk away, we're going to walk away Well, Michael Barnier flipped it on him And put Bojo under pressure I was pissing myself, laughing Right, Monday, the UK government announces It may be willing to drop the law-breaking clauses in the Internal Market Bill If a deal can be done Right so 48 hours to get a deal done. That's on Monday, alright. Monday, Prince William and his wife prove once again that there's one rule for them and another rule for the elite. Right. We can't even leave our areas to go and visit relatives, but here we've got two of these spongers getting on the Royal Train at £200 a mile and popping up to Scotland to park the ambulance service on their heed. Right. It's a not on. Anyway, the First Minister warns them of lockdown restrictions here in Scotland. And she takes pelters, but we'll get to that on Tuesday. Tuesday starts on Brexit and speculation on the, the, the tiered system for sections here in Scotland. We already knew that the 11 councils in tier 4 would drop down, but we weren't sure where they dropped didn't he? Tuesday morning, Peter Murrell, the SNP CEO, appears before the inquiry and the Scottish Government's mishandling of sexual harassment complaints made against the former First Minister Alex Salmond. Once again, the committee oversteps its bloody boundaries. All right, Mr. Muro was asked about his wife's meeting with Mr. Salmon at his home. Mr. Muro insisted his wife hadn't tell men about these bloody things. All right, he also went on to say that was government business, whereas the first minister had said it was a party business. So a whole bloody stushy blows up running about it, but we'll get that on Thursday. Right, Mr. Muro was asked about the text messages he sent. About the police investigation, Mr. Murrow insisted officers were not put under pressure. He was asked about the text messages sent after Mr. Salmon had been charged. Mr. Murro said they'd been taken out of context. Alright. Asked by Murdo Fraser if Mr. Murro thought his evidence showed his wife, Miss Sturgeon, and first minister had misled the parliament and broke the ministerial code, Mr. Murrow said no. Right? Asked if he was part of a plot to keep Mr. Salmon out of public life. Mr Muir said no. Mr Muir said he'd worked with Mr Salmond since the the 80s and no complaints about his conduct sexually had ever been made. Right? This sideshow is exactly that, folks. It's a bloody sideshow. And as the week goes on, the union is starting to take the piss with it, Um, especially at First Minister's questions, but we'll get there, all right? Tuesday lunchtime rolls round. Mr Swinney's education secretary tells the Scottish Parliament that there would be a staggered return of students to university campuses to prevent a repeat of the COVID outbreaks which happened in the summer as they returned from uh, the summer holidays, right? Students will start working remotely from home and we don't want to turn to the universities when told to. Students will isolate for 14 days on returning to campus. Tuesday, Mr Swinney also cancels the higher exam diet for 2021 because of the disruption to students' learnings. As I said on Tuesday, this could be a good time to examine how we do these things. A lot of kids don't work well under the high-pressured environment of working towards exams. So maybe we should look at how we go about these things, now that we've had to take a couple of years of break in examinations. Are they really necessary? You know, is ongoing assessment a better way of doing these things? Well, I think so. Anyway, let's see. Let's move on. Tuesday afternoon, the First Minister addresses the Parliament to review the COVID tier levels across Scotland, with all 11 councils uh, currently in Level 4, moving down to Level 3. Right, so councils in Level 3, Glasgow City, Renfrewshire, East Renfrewshire, East and Western Bartonshire, North, South, uh, Lanarkshire, Stirling, East, South and North Ayrshire, uh, West Lothian, Perth and Kinross, Five. And the city of Edinburgh, Clackmannshire and Dundee and Midlothian. Alright, so that's all in Level 3. Level 2, Inverclyde moved in. Eh, Angus moved into Level 2 and Falkirk moved into Level 2. Aberdeen and Aberdeen shall stay in Level 2, as does Argyll and Butte and the East Lothians. Alright, Level 1 areas, Dumfries and Galloway moved down. The Borders moved down. Murray, Orkney, Shetland, the Western Isles all stay at Level 1. If you need to know what these levels mean in your area... Go onto the Scott, gov.scot website, into the postcode finder, put in your postcode, and it'll tell you what the level is in your area and what, what it means. OK. Right, Tuesday. Michael Gove announces that the Northern Ireland Protocols and the UK-EU withdrawal agreement will be observed, not Northern Ireland will remain in the EU single market and abide by its rules. Cabinet Office Minister Michael Gove said that Northern Ireland would have the best of both worlds. unfettered access to the EU and UK markets. Now, funny enough, that's what was in uh, the First Minister's paper, Scotland's place in Europe. That's what Scotland wanted, but Scotland get tell, get it round ye, you'll do with your bloody tell. Now, the excuse is, there's a land border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. So bloody what? Ah, if a border control can work for Northern Ireland, it could have worked for Scotland. Right, so what's the implications for Scotland? Well, for a starter, the whole West Coast fishing fleet will now re-register in Northern Ireland and they will land their catches there for unfettered access and tariff-free access to the EU. So large-scale unemployment uh, coming to the West Coast of Scotland. Now, traditionally, the West Coast has a strong relationship with Northern Ireland, but Westminster just severed it. So all the flutes and drum bangers who are there in the West of Scotland, guess what? You've been chucked under a bus by your precious bloody union. Take that and blow it down your pipe and bang your drum to it. Nutters. The people of Scotland, the north of England and the Wales, and the west of Wales, are going to get bloody well poorer here as everybody shifts their businesses across to Northern Ireland. First we'll move the brass plaques and then the actual production of goods will move to Northern Ireland. Now I'm very pleased for the province of Northern Ireland because they're about to get wealthier. Uh, but, more importantly, there'll be a huge influx of people from elsewhere in the UK, and that will water doing all that bloody stupidness of go- going on in there. Right. Tuesday, Jim Radcliffe, CEO of Ineos Automotives, pulls out of manufacturing 4x4 vehicles bridge in Bridgend End in Wales. Jim Radcliffe's pulling out of Wales. He's bought a plant for Mercedes-Benz and Hambach in France, And he's going to manufacture them there. He says it's because it gave him better access to a bigger market. This was a hardcore Brexiteer who pulled all his money out of the UK and took it to Monaco, a tax haven. Now he's pulling his manufacturing and has promised to manufacture the grenadier 4x4 in Wales. So the Welsh government had put a lot of money into that plant to get up to speed for Mr. any Mr. Radcliffe. And Mr. Radcliffe just bloody well shafted them. Alright. Tuesday, the ink's barely dry in the Internal Market Bill and Royal Assent is is yet to be given, but Aberdeen Council has gone rogue. Right, Aberdeen City has a Labour-Tory Coalition Council. It was a move made to keep the SNP majority up there out of office against the wishes of the electorate and the citizens. But anyway, that council's gone rogue. They intend to bypass the Scottish Government and Cosla and go straight to Westminster for its funding. Well, if that's what they want to do, it's time for the Scottish Government to step in because local authorities are fully devolved and shut the bloody thing down and just run Aberdeen direct to central government because they made an arse of running it up there anyway. One of the wealthiest places in Scotland it should be, but their council is bust. It's bankrupt because of mismanagement and theft by consecutive Labour and Tory bloody governments. Right. So there you go folks, the Brits up in, North, uh, up in Aberdeen are trying to circumvent the Scottish Parliament already and the ink is barely dry on the bloody internal market bill. Let's move on to Wednesday. Okay Wednesday, Wednesday the 9th of December started on Brexit, the vaccination and the Royals acting as if they're above the law. Brexit's no going well for Bojo the Clown and he's off to Brussels to have a dinner. Wait, Ursula von der Leyen, the EU Commission President, see if they can sort something out. Didn't they hold out much hope on Wednesday? And as it comes to pass, there wasn't much hope to be well. bloody well had. OK. Right, but Bojo's off to tell those naughty Europeans that they have to respect British sovereignty, British exceptionalism. We'll get to the sovereignty bit on Friday and Thursday section, by the way. And they have to roll out and give the UK where it wants, even though the UK's no want to pay membership in the bloody club. The UK and the exception and the, the Westminster Elite want access to the club, but because they believe that Britain's so exceptional, they don't think they should have to pay their bloody dues. All right. Now, on the vaccine on Wednesday, uh, it's announced that the two people in England have had a severe reaction to the vaccine. All right. And say, and they own the royals who think they're bloody well above the law and can just break the law as it pleases them. Uh, Somebody called Sarah Vine claims that Prince William's visit to Scotland has damaged the First Minister's bid for Indy because all of us fawning jocks love the royals. I write. We don't even pay any attention to the bloody royals. Unbelievable. Wednesday the Hollywood probe into the Ferguson Marine fiasco and the ongoing ferry saga found real problems with the Scottish Government's procurement methods. The Inquiry found failings on the side of the former owners of Ferguson Marine and and the Scottish Government. And Seemal, the arms-length company that was set up with the Scottish Government to procure ships for Calmac, ferries for Calmac, the nationalised Lifeline Ferry Service. Okay, The Inquiry found that Seemal failed in its due diligence had failed to ensure that the, the yards were big enough for the work they were undertaking, that the management had the capability to do the bloody job. But the best part of it all was, they got the bloody things started and underway, under construction, we suit the final design, having been approved. Now that's as mad as it gets you don't go into product production without knowing what the final product's going to be, that's just bloody loony stuff the Scottish Government gets a slap in the bottom and sent in a naughty step for that, sort it out Scottish Government that's just no bloody good enough Wednesday, Finance Secretary Kate Forbes announces further spending on the pandemic support with another billion in loose and a wee bit in loose change to go on health and social care and business support there was also a £185 million package for self-employed people who so far have been lefty for through the cracks. You know, the sort of thing. I mean, artists, musicians, that sort of thing. OK. Right, within that package, uh, taxi drivers, that sort of thing, right? Within the package 185000000 million, there'll be £15 million for for the wedding sector and the supply chain therein. There'll be £15 million for uh, close contact services like hairdressers, 19 million support for taxi drivers 5 million for travel agents And 1.5 million for visitor attractions In total the business package comes 585 million And 600 million for the health and so- social care sector Finance Secretary Kate Forbes Also stated that there was a further 300 million Being held and reserved For any unforeseen costs Arising from the COVID-19 pandemic Right Wednesday MSPs want more changes to the controversial hate crime bill, even though the Faculty of Adv- uh, Advocates say the bill is now a working piece of legislation. This time, the Justice Committee would like clarity on the definition of stirring up of hate offences. So prosecutors have a clear definition of stirring up of hate and how to prosecute those accused. The committee says once the clarity is there... They will recommend that the Scottish Parliament pass the bill. Davy says scrap the bloody bill, it's a piece of nonsense. We already have public order offences, we have breach of the peace, we have all sorts r- vile religious and racist, uh, and, and racist comments are already covered and exist in existing legislation. No need for this bloody bill. Right, Wednesday did that road and the home of crooks and carpet baggers, Michael Gove gives a statement to the Commons on the Northern Ireland Agreement. They still have huge problems going forward but now Northern Ireland has an idea whose rules it will follow and they it can get things like port authorities, veterinary services and all these things put in place alright. There'll be a grace period of 6 months for supermarkets to get adjusted, 3 months grace and checks on meat products and a grace period to let Northern Irish businesses get up to speed on what sort of paperwork they're going to need and who they're going to pay tariffs to and who they're going to claim taxes back for. As you've already seen in the comments, apparently the unionists are no chuffed. They're sabre rattling already. All right. Wednesday, UK medical regulator advises people with a history of allergies or allergic reactions not to get vaccinated by the Pfizer vaccine. As a couple of people have this severe reaction other vaccines will be coming along shortly so they're hoping that people won't have the same sort of reaction to that alright Wednesday Prime Minister's question rolls around Sir Keir Starmer went on Brexit Keir Starmer has avoided Brexit all the way through since the last election now he goes on Brexit right Keir Starmer quotes Johnson from prior to the last election where it was stated that it would be a failure of statecraft not to get a deal well guess what Bojo your statecraft has failed Alright, Starmer also went on um, uh, unemployment which is going to be caused by Brexit and he cited Jim Radcliffe pulling out of the bridge end plant and doing that road in Wales, okay? Next up was uh, Ian Blackford and Ian Blackford went on Scotland being shafted as Northern Ireland gets a deal to stay in the EU. It voted to remain but so did Scotland but Scotland gets shafted. Anyway, Bojo waffles and tells Blackford Scottish Parliament's going to get a one and a, a wean in new powers, but as we all know that's rubbish because the internal market bill overrides absolutely every power in the devolution settlement. So Bojo's question time was nothing more than bombastic crap. He also went on to say that nay UK Prime Minister would give up uh, the sovereignty, control of laws, money and borders. Well we know that's crap because since we entered the single market and the formation of the European Union, many, many Prime Ministers have been quite happy to go along with working within the confines of the Greater Union because it was good for the people and people prospered for it, you know. uh, But it's it's absolute hypocrisy, you know. Don't mess with your sovereignty. But yet Westminster wants to mess with Scotland's sovereignty. But well, you know, we'll get there on Thursday. Okay, moving on, we're on to Thursday, all right? Thursday the 10th to 12th 2020. Thursday saw most of the UK-struck English republicans go on Bojo's field trip to Brussels with the can being kicked down the road again it's Sunday. So four days meant get a deal right. There was a fair bit of brinkmanship on show at the meeting between Bojo and Ursula von der Leyen. In the photo shoot, Bojo's stoning there with fish supper and Miss von der Leyen stoning with a glass of wine. Bojo try to hold a prisoner for uh, for fish, and Miss line pointing out that the UK's favourite tipple, wine, is mass-produced on the continent. Yeah, there's a few tiny wee vineyards here in, in, in England, but they're not making enough wine to satisfy the people of Scotland, England, Northern Ireland and Wales. And as wine is a favourite drink right across these islands, Ursula love on the lines using the glass of wine to counter Bojo's fish supper. So as I say, there was a fair bit of brinkmanship went on, but very little done. Alright. Bojo, it would appear, is still a prisoner of the ERG, and they don't give a damn the damage it's going to do to the country. They are not mint it. They don't give a damn what it's going to do to sorry, the Union. So we don't care what's going to happen to Scotland, they don't care what's going to happen to Wales, they don't even care what's going to happen to the people of England. As long as they get to protect their billions in, in tax havens. Alright. Thursday, Edinburgh City Council and businesses are still bitching about being kept in... Level 3 lockdown restrictions. I expected better from Edinburgh Council. Alright, Edinburgh is the biggest shopping destination in Scotland, or it was, I think Glasgow's overtaking it, alright. Now, to open up Edinburgh in Tier 2 would see a huge influx of people today Christmas shopping from right across Scotland, and you would expect Edinburgh City Council to want to protect its citizens. But no, they're bitching. Well, I'll tell you what, the First Minister's right. If she dropped Edinburgh down to Tier 2, come the middle of January, middle of February, when Edinburgh's citizens are dropping down deed, you know who they'd go after. The First Bloody Minister and no Edinburgh Council. Right. Thursday. CEO of Edinburgh Airport tells the Scottish Parliament Committee on Trade, Travel and Tourism that the Scottish Government are actually actively working against the travel and tourism sector, right? Now, the reason why he's doing this is because the First Minister had asked people not to book summer holidays this year as it had become clear that when we opened up last summer and cross-border travel started and international travel started, that's when the second wave was imported into Scotland, right? So... The CEO of Edinburgh Airport, he's no chuffed, well, tough. People's lives are more important than your airport, the travel industry, any industry. Keeping the people alive is a primary duty of government, protecting the people. And I don't give a damn about businesses in Edinburgh, Glasgow or anywhere else. The government's doing the right thing, keeping the people alive. Primary duty of government, protect the people. Simple as that. There is no if, buts or maybes. Maybe, that idiot, maybe the idiots at Westminster should remember that as they throw people under a bus. The livelihoods are going to go. People are going to die because they're short of shorter medicines. But we'll get there because it looks like the EU is throwing them a lifeline, alright? Thursday, it's revealed that the BBC Complaints Department got more complaints about the BBC's anti-SNP bias and in specific, complaints uh, relating to the First Minister's appearance on Andrew Marshall on the 29th of November. Now, apparently after that performance, I didn't see it myself, the people of Scotland went absolutely nuts and bombarded the BBC, so the BBC has had mere complaints between the 26th of eh, November and the 6th of December, the BBC's bias and dealing with the SNP and of course the independence cause because they're linked, but eh, as I said, the BBC have got a lot to answer for you in Scotland, you know the mental health of the people in Scotland as they try to re-inflict a cringe on us after we get our confidence back when the Scottish Parliament opened. You know, we're crap at everything, folks. And the BBC tells us we're crap at everything. And if you keep telling people they're crap at everything, you're going to have an effect on their bloody mental health. Now, as I said, there'll be a reckoning with the bloody BBC. Thursday lunchtime rolls round and it's First Minister's questions again. Baroness Ruthie Tank Commander of the blue Tories goes on the First Minister's husband, Peter Murrell's uh, evidence to the Alex Salmon inquiry. I did say that the opposition union, unionist parties were going to use this as a stick to beat the SNP. Right? The First Minister's nowhere in it. The First Minister says, that's tacky. That's low. Attack my husband is as, as a way of getting to go at me. Uh, Weaponising my husband against me. The First Minister tells Ruthie, that's beneath you. Anyway, the First Minister gives Ruthie a slap in the bottom and sends her off to the bloody naughty couch. Alright. Next up was Bouncy Boy of the Red Tories. Right. Richard too went on lockdown levels in Edinburgh. Richard thought to score political points on the fact that Edinburgh is an SNP council. The First Minister gave Bouncy Boy the facts and figures. She scalped Bouncy Boy's bahookie and sent him to join Ruthie on the naughty step. Next up. Patrick Harvey of the Greens. He went on COVID and Brexit. He speaks of how the NHS is warning of drug shortages and consistency of care. And he asked the First Minister a guarantee that everything will be alright. Well the First Minister makes it clear to Patrick, I can't guarantee nothing here, Patrick. We're we'll stockpiling, we're we'll doing our best, but I can't guarantee nothing. First Minister and Patrick is the usual bank for it. Patrick doesn't get his hooky. Scalped and Patrick Disney get sent to the naughty step as usual. All right, and the uh, last up was wee wally who, wee wally Rennie. and he went on lockdown in Edinburgh and get the same answers as bouncy boy Richard Leonard. So wee wally he also gets his behuky slapped and he gets sent to the naughty step too. All right, now let's have a wee look at what went on down the road in the House of Crooks and Baggers, the Westminster Parliament. LBC reports that Pretty Patel. The Home Secretary is to introduce legislation to clamp down on the right to protest. I did say there was going to be civil unrest on that bloody road after Brexit. Well, it appears the Home Secretary thinks so too. So she's about to impinge even more on her democratic rights to protest, and she's going to introduce legislation to stop people from protesting. But I did say that lockdown and a uh, high lockdown and uh, a uh, high tearing levels in there was to keep a grip of the English public. Because they're going to go bananas when there's no bloody deal and they all start losing their jobs. All right. Also down that road, Michael Gove announces that the Tories to uh, modernise the UK's non-existent constitution after Brexit. They're going to try and lock us in. But you've got to remember, folks, there's two constitutional arrangements here in the UK. There is a tradition of parliamentary sovereignty in England and there's a tradition of sovereignty of the people here in Scotland. Well, they're about to clash and Westminster is about to try and take away the sovereignty of the people here in Scotland. And Michael Gove has made it quite clear that after the Brexit, after the 31st of December, they're going to get in a boot changing the constitution so that Scotland can become an independent. They're going to try and lock us in the same way Catalonia is locked in with Spain. Alright. Thursday. Banks move a further 1.6 trillion in assets out of the UK ahead of Brexit. London is rapidly losing its status as one of the world's uh, financial and banking centres. All right. And I want to thank Stephen Anderson for sending that to me because I like to keep an eye on these things. So money is flowing out of London at a rapid rate of knots and London is becoming a very much more diminished uh, financial centre. And as that's all England's got and London is the hub and the heart of England, then there's trouble ahead for that shiver down that road. Thursday, Gina Miller pens an article in The Guardian to claim that corruption is taking hold in the UK under Boris Johnson Premiership. She is correct, of course. Anybody want a PPE contract, all you need to do is set up a com- company, have a couple of quid in the company accounts. Very little, actually. And a uh, Bojo, as long as you're nice to him, will give you a couple of million quids worth of PPE contracts. So Gina Miller is 100% correct. Corruption is taking hold here in the UK and it's been deliberately done by the Tories. Thursday. The EU offers the UK six months grace as a chance to make up its bloody mind what it wants while the negotiations have failed. Alright. So they're gonna six months grace to allow flights to continue in and out of Europe. Six months grace to allow transport to keep flowing in and out of Europe. After that, they're hoping that that six months will be long enough for Westminster to get their heat wrapped around the fact that they made a huge mistake. And hopefully they'll by that time work to what where as they want. There's a lot of important things there, like the transport thing, right? Compliance. For example, I don't know if you know this, but when you take your car into Europe at the moment, your licence is valid right across Europe, and your MOTs valid right across Europe, because we have similar standards right across Europe. As of the 1st of January, your licence is bloody useless, and your MOT's bloody useless. So, the so you know, that's a minor thing, but, you know, the EU are looking to give the UK a bit of grace. A bit of grace here. Take it sorted out. Right, Thursday. Gordon Brown, a front better together mark two. Brilliant. Could he beat it? Eh, bring it on. Zombie from zombie party to lead charge against Indy, uh, Indy F 2. You know, unionist stupidity is the gift that juice keeps giving. They're going to put Klumpkin Fist as the front man. They're going to drag him out of his crypt, dust him down and start him up, and he's going to defeat Scottish independence, is he? He's loathed already because of the Vow Mark 1. They think we're going to swallow the Vow Mark 2 for this idiot. Right, moving on to Friday and what the papers have to say. Scottish rags the day, folks. All right, so here we go. The Scotsman. The Scotsman goes on, get ready for no deal. The Scottish Daily Field goes on, PM gets set for no deal. The eye goes on, strong chance of no deal, admits Prime Minister. The Telegraph goes on, prepare for, for no deal, Johnson warns. The Time goes on, prepare for no deal, PM tells buttons. The Metro goes on, let's play Aussie rules. All <laughs> right. the Winnie Paper, the Express goes on, all we ever wanted was our freedom. Talk about bloody hypocrisy. Not a Scottish freedom, but aighty, English elite's freedom. Aye, right. But well, I did say it was a light right-wing loony paper they expressed, you know. The record goes on, Christmas shopping tsunami. And it, it reckons when the shops open today, the then all hell will break breakfast, alright. And that there'll be a Covid surge, alright. The Herald goes on, school's Covid rules are being broken. The Herald has avoided Brexit all it could and all it can. And that's its headline, right? The national gazon, on. The union will be over within five years, and that's some academic reckons. The, the union's finished along the rest. Is eh? was need a rocket scientist to tell us that. The sun goes on. Neil bomber pot to kill Jerry. No idea. Celebrity crap. No more. No more stuff. And the star Gazone, on. No deal. Defiant PM declares world pie-eating championship eh, will not go ahead this year. <laughs> Now, folks, right, that's the review of the week, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. The usual stuff. Look after each other this weekend, as in most weekends. Now, listen, the shops have opened back up. Be careful while you're out shopping. Keep your two-metre distancing, all right? And remember, be courteous to your friends, family, and your community and observe facts. Face coverings and enclosed public spaces. All right, avoid large gatherings, so don't be in big queues outside bloody shops for Christmas shopping. Right, clean hands and surfaces regularly. Two metres social distancing when you're out and about. And if you need a, a test, book one. Look after each other. Have a nice day. This is a new voice for a new Scotland.